Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Hello everyone and welcome to Red Kite. I'm Sarah and I'm here today with Ellie, Johan, Tony and we've got a special guest who we'll introduce to you in a few minutes. Ellie, what have we got during the show today? So today we're going to be joined by Paul Chatterton who's from the CCAP. CCAP is community, sorry, the Climate Emergency Community Action Program and Paul's also with Our Future Leeds, and he's a professor of urban futures at the University of Leeds as well. So, Sarah and Ellie, it's great to have you back in our virtual radio studio, and Johan as well, who'll be joining us in just a bit. And uh, yeah, before we have Paul come on the show, we're going to hear some music in a bit, make a few announcements. But I'm just curious for both of you, climate emergency and climate change, is it something that you feel like has always been out there since since you were little or do you remember when you first started thinking about it yeah so i think i really just started thinking about it a couple of years ago because mm -hmm. in geography we've been learning all about it before i didn't know much about it so i think in the past couple of years i've just started to realize how much of a problem it's becoming and how much needs to actually be changed great well good geography teacher Cheers for that. Great. Well, we're going to be hearing about CCAP, which is brand, quite new. So Paul's going to be sharing information that's, that's hot off the presses, brand new stuff that will be, I think, of interest and importance to all of us in the years to come. So, but before we hear Paul, as I said, we're going to hear some music that he, Paul selected. Um, but a few other announcements. If you're listening out in Radio Land, we have a lot coming up at Chapel FM Art Center. Next week is our big Writing on Air Festival, which is 30 events, all original writing, writers from across the city, all on the theme of vision. So we'll have radio dramas, we'll have sound art and music performances, panels and discussions with writers. Uh, we have writing workshops uh, and all kinds of events, including a special broadcast of Red Kite next Friday, all about vision and writing an air festival and Sarah and Ellie what have you been doing in your next gen group have you been doing any uh, interesting projects we've been doing a lot of writing for the upcoming writing on air festival which I, which I'm really excited about and we've been doing a lot of recording getting ready for it fantastic well I can't wait and I'm sure other listeners can't wait to hear what you've all been coming up with for that so that's all coming up next week, Writing on Air Festival. So, and a little later on the show, we'll tell you about a few other things, including the fabulous new Seacroft ice cream van, the ice cream dream machine that's going to be traveling around Seacroft and East Leeds, giving out ice cream, but also bringing art and radio and soul food to the community. So that's very exciting as well. And Sarah and Ellie, you just saw a little preview of the ice cream van. What did you think of it? It was, it was really nice, and I'm really excited to see the finished result. Great. Well, it's coming Easter half-term, so in just a few weeks, it'll be making its, its debut in Seacroft. Well, with that, we're going to hear a little bit of music, and we've got coming up Paul shows for us the Beastie Boys. Anyone heard, heard Beastie Boys before? I have. You have? Very good. Excellent. Well, here they are, and the Beastie Boys right now. Please. 
And we're back. Welcome to Red Kite. So, Johan, Sarah, and Ellie, what have we got coming up? Who's who's on the show with us today? So today we're joined by Paul Chatterton. Uh, welcome, Paul. Hi there. It's really great to be with you. Hi, everyone. And it's really great to be with you because I, you, and one of the reasons it's really great to be with you is because I used to live in uh, East Leeds. I used to live in Swarcliffe, and I went to John Smeet in high school. So this is my old stomping ground. So it's really. Really great to connect with you. Ah, fantastic. We'll have to, we'll have to get some stories about that sometime yeah, in the future, or maybe indeed. later in the interview. So I think, who's got a question to start off with, with Paul? Um, me. Uh, so like, what is CCAT? Like, we know what it stands for, but what do you actually do for it? Great, nice one. So, so CCAP, just as a reminder then, is this Climate Emergency Community Action Programme. So look, we've just got a big grant from the National Lottery and for five years. So CCAP is a program that, do you know what? At its core, we're gonna make Leeds the coolest, greenest, fairest place to live on the planet, right? And I seriously mean that because we've got a massive ambition, which is to make Leeds um, a zero carbon emission, nature-friendly, socially just city by the 2030s. And we're doing that because we're, we're, we're building a movement called Our Future Leads. And I'll talk to you a bit about Our Future Leads in a minute, but that's, that's this movement, a group of people that came together to create this CCAP program. And there's gonna be about 40 of us working uh, in CCAP. And one of the reasons we're chatting today is because one of the places we're gonna be working in is Seacroft, um, where we're gonna set up um, a community climate hub an action hub where people can get involved in action to tackle the climate emergency yeah that sounds really interesting so can you tell us a bit more about what you actually do within ccap yeah sure and then first maybe to to 
to tap to onto that, I'll tell you a little bit about our future lead so you can get into like what we're trying to achieve. So CCAP is trying to build this movement in the city called Our Future Leads. And where Our Future Leads came from is a couple of years ago, um, you know, when the, all the youth strike movement was kicking off and, and loads of young people um, were meeting in the, in, the, in, in the cities and then there was the Extinction Rebellion protest. Remember them? Um, Extinction Rebellion was... Uh, kind of holding big protests and days of action in London and Leeds and, and Manchester, different places. We thought, look, we've really got to create a new kind of like movement in Leeds, a new group. And we spent ages thinking, look, let's call it our future Leeds and let's put a big message out there that not enough action is being taken on climate change. Um, and it was right at that moment that Leeds City Council declared a climate emergency. Um, and they were like pushed to do this by loads of people in Leeds. And it was a really exciting moment because what it meant was Leeds City Council said, look, we've got to take emergency action to really change the way people live in Leeds. And in a really short amount of time, so like in 10 years, they wanted the city to be not just fairer and more equal for everyone, but um, the city would be carbon neutral, which means that the amount of emissions we emit from our homes and our transport and our work and our shopping would be almost zero, which is a really, really big deal. So what we're trying to do in CCAP and this Climate Emergency Action Programme is to engage with people across the city to say, how do we get on this really ambitious and exciting journey in the next 10 years? So by the 2030s, not only emissions, carbon emissions in Leeds and greenhouse gases, um, zero in Leeds, but how do we create a city that is fairer and equal for everyone so as we change leads it becomes um a really fair place to live for everyone so the, the most disadvantaged communities um benefit the most i can say a little bit more about um we're doing lots of particular things in ccat but I'll, I'll come and talk I'll, I'll continue to talk about those in a minute well one of the things we do on Red Kite, and in fact, yeah. the very name Red Kite as a radio show came up, we invented it during lockdown last summer, is the idea of, it's inspired by the red kites, the birds that fly across Seacroft and now more and more places in Leeds. Is, it's about trying to see the city from unexpected points of view, from above, from a bird's eye point of view, big picture perspective. And based on what Paul's saying, uh, what what our future leads is trying to do is definitely about also that big picture bird's eye point of view. And I'm curious, uh, Ellie, Saren, or Johan, any one of you, in, in making radio shows and being part of this project and thinking about the kinds of things Paul's talking about, do you, do you think that, uh, that radio can somehow help with projects like this before we get back to hearing more from Paul? Yeah, I definitely think it can because radio is all about getting information out there and getting interesting opinions and facts out there. So I think radio can definitely help with people trying to get information out there about different causes. I also really agree with that because many people listen to the radio in the spare time while they're doing things and it's just nice to know that you're getting a message out there and I really think it will be a nice because the community of radio is such a diverse one that you need to stand out and I think this is a really good way to do it. Well, Paul's yeah. got some more great music. Oh, go ahead, Johan. Uh, yeah, as, as they both said... Um, uh, you, we don't, you don't just get to know what your friends or people you know are doing, you get to know what other people out in the world are doing, like doing a protest or like, I don't know, like trying to just get out a message, yeah. Well, let's do another question for Paul, and then Paul's got some great music selected up, and we're going to hear also why he chose some of the music as well. Yeah. So. So one more question for Paul, and then let's maybe ask about his next music selection as well. So who's got another question for, for Paul? And if not, well, Paul, why don't, why don't you first tell us about your next yeah. piece of music, and then we'll, we'll ask the next question. Yeah, I, I tell, well, I'll tell you what I'll, what I'll also do, Tony, is you know the, the, the song we just played a minute ago, yeah? 
the yeah. Beastie Boys one. That that for me, that's got a really strong memory because because you know what? So like, it was in 1998, right? Um, and I lived in Newcastle at the time. Just moved from Leeds to Newcastle, and um, and basically, um, there was this group called Reclaim the Streets, and what mm. Reclaim the Streets did is they um, stopped traffic on big intersections to say, look, too much pollution, too much car, car pollution, uh, air pollution from cars and too much carbon emissions from, from, from cars, right? And they stopped major intersections and said, look, you know, and in the space that they created, right, on that junction, they had a massive party. So my mate got his um, uh, sound system, he got his record players, and he's like, got this out on his, uh, in a generator out of his boot of his car, which he'd parked in the middle of this intersection and he and he whacks on Beastie Boys, you've got to fight for your right to party. And it started with the intro and it started going. And then just um, the, the, the police arrived and just as it went, you've got to fight for your right. The guy, the policeman ran at his boot with his truncheon and then whacked his <laughs> record player. And the the record shattered into loads of pieces just as the Beastie Boys was coming on. It was so... That record for me <clears throat> has this really special place in my heart, not as not as just as a really powerful song that we literally have to fight for our rights, but it has this moment where we were in, in Newcastle and many other cities around the world, we were standing up against car culture because not only are they destroying our communities through like roads cutting through our communities, stuff like the A64 really, you know, disconnecting our communities, but they're driving carbon emissions, greenhouse gases and global warming. And we don't realize this. And I think this is one of the key areas that we could look at when we chat after the next song, which is basically, you know, what do we do about these key um, activities in our life? Like just the humble thing of driving around in our cars. How do we demand alternatives? that are safer for people and planet? You know, how do we man free buses or motorcycle lanes or just safer ways to get around our neighborhoods? So that's the stuff I'd love to talk to you about after the next song. Fantastic. Well, we're gonna come back in just a moment, talk about that, also a bit about the role of young people in the CCAP, our Future Leads project, and maybe a bit about how art can help in this, uh, in this whole big project as well. So Paul, you're gonna hear Rodriguez. So tell us about that song. Yeah, and that that again, again, establishment blues is just it's this wonderful. Rodriguez was this really, you know, fantastic kind of like artist from way back, and he just had this ability to just say, "Look, the whole point of this song is that the establishment, you know, the the politicians, the elite, the business leaders, they have their problems, but do you know what? They're not our problems. Our problems are like, you know, making sure our kids have got good education, make, making sure we've got good air to breathe, right? Making sure we've got good jobs. So all the stuff you hear from politicians or from business leaders, they're not necessarily our problems. And how do we get into a discussion? And using art and radio is so important to this, where we talk about the things that really matter to us and really make our lives better. So here is Rodriguez. Mayor hides a crime rate, councilwoman hesitates, public gets irate, but forgets to vote dates. Weatherman complaining, predicted sun, it's raining. Everyone's protesting, boyfriend keeps suggesting, you're not like all of the rest. Garbage ain't collected, women ain't protected, politicians using people they're abusing the mafia's getting bigger like pollution in the river and you tell me that this is where it's at woke out this morning with a lake in my head i splashed on my clothes as i spilled out of bed i opened the window to listen to the news but all i heard was the establishment's blues gun sales are soaring Housewives find life boring, divorce the only answer, smoking causes cancer, this system's gonna fall soon, to an angry young tune, and that's a concrete co-fact. The Pope digs population, freedom from taxation, teeny bops are uptight, drinking at a stoplight, miniskirt is flirting, I can't stop so I'm hurting, Spencer sells her hopeless chest. Adultery plays the kitchen, 
bigger cops than fiction. The little man gets shafted, sons and money's drafted, living by a timepiece. You are in the Far East. Can you pass the Rorschach test? It's a hassle, it's an educated guess. Well, frankly, I couldn't care less. And welcome back to Red Kite on East Leeds FM. We're talking with Paul Chatterton from Our Future Leeds, CCAP. So who's got another question to carry on with Paul? I do. I was just wondering how how young people could help with CCAP and what their role could be in helping lead, lead in the climate emergency. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Thank you. And I'm going to ask you for your input and ideas on that in a bit, in a minute. But for, but what I think is that, I mean, what I've seen over the last couple of years, and um, the thing that's most excited me has been the youth strike movement because what I saw there is real raw energy and clarity, right, about thousands of young people getting together and saying things have got to change. You know, what we're learning at school, right, and our education system is not enough. It doesn't doesn't allow us to understand the challenges. So what we want to do through our future leads in the CCAP program is to engage with young people to say, you know, look, how do you see the world? Because we don't just want to put out this message that the climate emergency is this terrifying thing that makes us all powerless. We want to be really clear and say we can we can organize with young people and we can support and empower young people to understand the challenge, right? But also to get involved and be part of the solution. So whether it's, you know, creating um, uh, homes that are better insulated or better forms of low carbon transport to get around or new forms of green jobs or uh, protecting wildlife or water. These are things that the next generation uh, needs to take on. And I think the key thing for me as an adult, right? I've got my own kids, but the key thing for me as an adult is how do you redesign this city from the perspective of the next generation, right? From the perspective of children. So what would it be like, for example, to redesign your street from the perspective of an eight-year-old rather than a 40-year-old man? Because look around our communities, you know, they're often, they're often designed and made for a kind of so-called, you know, dominant person who's kind of white male businessman, right? And it's like, what would your street be like if it was both designed by an eight-year-old and an 80-year-old. So there's a real age thing going on in our city, yeah? Like, just things like there's no playground in the city centre, right? There's not enough benches to to to, um, to sit down on. And, you know, with my kids, they just want to play all the time. So, and it's, it's sometimes difficult to move around the city between areas where you can play safely. So can you even just cross your local road safely to get to the playground? So these are the kinds of issues we really want to uh, raise and we want to find ways to give pe to give young people power in this project. And I mean that seriously because hey, we've got five years, so we're, we're only in the first few months of this project. And I'm really serious about things like, um, I would love to have a youth mentor, right? A, young, a group of young people mentoring me and others who basically kind of observe our work and tell us where we've gone wrong and how we can improve what we're doing. You know, so there's lots of things about, you know, adults mentoring young people. But I think young people should start mentoring adults. Hmm. So what do you all think of that idea? Yeah, that sounds really different and something creative. And I think it'd be nice to get the perspective of younger people because it's kind of like a fresh view because not everyone views the world the same. So it'll help connect people better, I think. Great stuff. Well, I know all of you, Sarah, Ellie, Johan, and all the other Next Gen broadcasters and, and musicians and foundation group have really interesting experiences with the arts and know a lot about whether it's music or writing or other creative arts. And first, what do you all think? And then we'll ask Paul about this. Do you feel like the arts and our certain arts may be better positioned to play a role in some of these things, getting people to think. I know, Saren, for example, you're a huge music fan and you used to go to lots of music festivals before lockdown. Do you feel like music can can help people think differently about social issues like this? Yeah, I definitely do, because I find, I just found it, sorry, I can't speak today. I just find it amazing how, how um, music can really like mention 
make people feel certain emotions and mm. make make them feel moved. And I think that's some that's a way forward. We have to make people move by music and then take action. Great. And, and think, Paul, yeah, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you go ahead. And I think music's so important, isn't it? Because it it brings us together. I mean, after lockdown, I'm I'm so desperate for a good dance. Right, I just love going clubbing and love like dancing, and it's like it's really powerful, isn't it? You know, listening to the music, feeling it, and it's to understand something like the climate emergency. Right, it feels like it's something you've got to read in a book. But do you know what I mean? What I really want help with in the CCAP program is how can we use the arts and music to really start to reach out more to more people to try to get the message across that this is the big challenge we face, but also the way we respond, and this is a key point for me, would make Leeds a loads better and nicer place to live. So this is not a doom and gloom message, right? This is not, oh God, you know, there's climate emergency and it's all going to be bad and less food and energy and, you know, we're all going to, you know, have less. This is like, as we, you know, we can change leads, but change leads for the better. And I'm just like, images, sculpture, poetry, music, you name it. We need to use all those to represent this really cool new leads that we're going to build over the next 10, 20 years. So it's done, it doesn't exist yet. So art and, art and culture and music right at the center of it. Mm. And Johan, you mentioned that you were interested in some of the climate strikes and things like that have been happening. And from what you've seen of them, what do you think? Do you think they do a, a good job of getting the message out? Or are there things you'd like to see them do, try new ways of doing that? Um, all right. I think they're actually portraying it really well because they always do lots of different chants. And sometimes they can get like some young kids to like lead the chant. At one time, I led a chant and... It was actually really good because and they also like blocked off the road so like cars like that were passing had to like just wait and then it was just like really good for them like instead of us like driving around doing the protest we're walking around the streets uh do you remember what the chat was that you led uh no okay but, <laughs> there was was one well, amazing memory that i had was um it was, I mean, I can't remember what month it was. It must have been, was it in the autumn? Of, no, it was in the spring of 2019, just before lockdown, when there was um, the, uh, sorry, that's the wrong year, isn't it? It's, uh, spring of 2020, when we walked around the city centre, the big Leeds youth strike, and there must have been 10,000, you know, people. And we did a big loop of the city centre. And, you know, we closed the hedgerow, we closed Ball Lane, we walked up Brigger, And it was amazing, you know, everyone took a day off school and, it was so empowering and everyone was chanting, you know, whose city, our city, you know, and there was this really amazing moment to say, you know, we, we understand what needs to be done. We want to change stuff. And it was so empowering to see this massive swathe of mainly young people just showing that leadership of like, you know, putting it out there, putting it out there to the people of Leeds and to, you know, the, the ad, so, you know, so-called adult leaders and what they need to do. Hmm. No, well, and it's right when you mentioned the confusion, whether it was 2019 or 2020, it's, it's a sign yeah. of the strange times we're <laughs> well, all living in. Who knows what year it is, yeah. Be back out there soon. Well, Johan, mentioning the, the chant that you did, I could imagine there's so much possibility in terms of using the arts, writing, and music to create you know, new kinds of chants and, and play with the kinds of things that happen um, during things like the strikes. So it would be fun fun project for us to explore in the future. But in the meantime, I think maybe we can get one more question in before we hear a little more music. So anybody have a question either for Paul or Paul, anything you want to throw back out to Johan, Ellie, or Saren? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm really excited about is if when, when we create these community kind of centers focused on all this, which um, one of the things I'm really excited about is working with young people. Um, this team's going to be working in these different areas. So the Seacroft team that's going to be leading the Seacroft um, hub, you know, to create a program of activities which could be led by young people to say, like, these are the kind of things we want to do. These are kind of workshops. These are the things we want to learn. These are the skills, you know, so we want to, you know, I really want to help support create 
that kind of almost that kind of like new schools climate curriculum, you know, so we can learn really about what we're up against, but also the skills, you know, how to how to do local food growing, how to make your own electricity circuit, how to make some biodiesel, how to, you know, identify wildlife and protect it, how to support walking and cycling in your neighborhood and, you know, whatever, whatever else young people want to prioritize. So that's what I'm really excited about. And I'd love to hear people's thoughts about that kind of stuff. And, you know, what, what do they, what do young people actually want to see in terms of activities and uh, workshops? You know, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go, go ahead. Um, I think for me, I think I'd want something quite accessible to everyone because I think mm. some of the things that have been happening for climate change, there's not been very, they've been very powerful, but it's to a certain kind of group of people. So I think if we try and spread our target audience to something like really big and and I think doing that youth-led programme will be really good because it's giving us a fresh perspective and I think using youth young people's thoughts is just going to be a way to spread the word to everyone in the community because I think it's nice to have someone just just from the community just tell you just represent everyone and just tell you what you want to see rather than just somebody telling you what you're going to do and then you being expected to listen that's great yeah brilliant absolutely no that's really well put and I think there's there's going to be so much room and importance to have discussions yeah about the real you know how to get how to change the way people can get involved and even what the goals and purposes are so the road ahead is going to be quite interesting uh, we're going to hear another song in just a moment but before we do that paul for anyone listening on the radio who wants to find out a little bit more about our future leads and ccap is there any place you can direct them a website or social media handle yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got to, on, on Twitter, we've got our future leads, um, and then we've got our future leads.org, the website. Yep, absolutely. And then we just, we, we've actually only just creating the CCAP um, website now, so that's 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 coming up any day now. Great. Well, we're talking to Paul Chatterton here on Red Kite on East Leeds FM with Ellie, Saren, and Johan. And now we're going to hear another song. This one not chosen by Paul, but. It's a Leeds band called the Mekons, who started off in Leeds oh, back in the 70s, but they're still around. But it's a song that fits the, the theme of today's show. It's called After the Rain, and it's about, well, things coming back to life after a long dry spell. So here it is. Spring, when flood and mud roll in, 
Sleep and wake to germinate Bursting out of the ground Come back in seven years Come back And that was After the Rain by the Mekons. And you're listening to Red Kite on East Leeds FM, the show about seeing the world from unexpected points of view, bird's eye points of view. And so we have on Paul Chatterton along with Ellie, Saren, and Johan. And I think, Saren, you had a question. Yeah, so I was just wondering, because I'm part of a guides group, and we're quite interested in climate change and how to help our futures. And I was just thinking, if you're go, going to do any collaborations with like young people's groups in in Seacroft and around Leeds. Yeah, great. And I, and I think it, it's early days for us, but all those things are planned. So what we really want to do is is when we, once we've got this. Um, Seacroft hub up and running which which it'll, it'll be a bit of time yet because with covid it's all been a bit slow and and it, everything just takes a bit more time then i think that that'll be a focal point for getting together you know uh, groups in in east leeds and, and young people and think about how we can how we can you know literally make that space which will really uh, appeal to young people and they'll want to come there and use it and and be a, be a really welcoming hub for everyone and getting the design of that just right is going to be great and I think we certainly want to start to reach out to existing groups, like you mentioned, the guides and stuff like, you know, woodcraft folk, and you know, we're working with um, uh, youth strike leads and uh, a really great group called Angel House who are doing some great stuff, um, uh, supporting and empowering young people. So there's Leeds is a really great place for for that young people's activity, and I think it's on the back of Leeds having a really strong independent culture, yeah, um, which um, really gives gives a lot back to young people in terms of you know independent shopping independent music independent nightlife that kind of stuff and i, I think that, that's really powerful isn't it because what we what we don't just want is kind of the young people of our city just to be kind of exposed to the big brand culture you know what i mean the kind of like you know big brands of this world and, and that's all they that's all they think about in the city center so leads is i think to get that thriving independent culture going is is really powerful for our young people to see how a different kind of economy or a different kind of like way of living can be, can be developed. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll talk some more, but I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you ask some more questions. First on that, on that last point, Johan and, and Ellie, are there other groups that you're involved with just to get a sense of what kinds of activities people do that might link up? So Saren mentioned, uh, um, the guides. How about both of you? You're obviously, Pro radio makers, which is already quite a bit, but what else do you do? Oh. Well, Yo Johan, how about you? Currently, I don't do anything, but it'd be really interesting to try and find something around around that. Mm. Um, and I go. I also... You go, Ali. I also think that's something that could be worked on, like young people's groups to support this kind of thing. Mm. So then our generation can make the big change that needs to happen. And I think that our, our generation is kind of the front people that will do that because it will take a while. But I think that's the kind of thing that I hope to see in the future. Great. And Johan? Uh, yeah, I'm part of a group called Woodcraft Folk. And uh -huh. We you we do stuff like like related to the environment and like other things that we ha the problems that like the the world has like uh sometimes it's also human related like uh pain like just like 
like pay for like workers and all that and we we work with they work with like young kids and it's really good for them because they get to know stuff that they wouldn't usually learn in school great i think that's so important isn't it learning those skills and getting out into nature and i think this is one of the key things isn't it today because you know, learning to love nature is, is really important because then you protect it, right? You're going to protect something if you love it and spending more time just in your local woodland. I mean, I know that, you know, from my own experience growing up in Swarcliffe and, you know, we used to hang out in, in the underpass underneath the A64 in an evening, you know, it was a deeply unnatural place, you know, and wander up and down the A64, you know, on the edge of it. And and I think what I realised in my, in my youth is that I really missed a local green space where I could just go kick a ball, you know, and just to be out in the wilds and just wander around, you know, in little in little rivers and trees. And what we realise about Leeds is that some young people have great access to that and some people don't. And I think one of the things that really drives me forward is like, how can we make sure that all our young people of this city have the, you know, equality of opportunity to that kind of stuff? Um, so on that note, I suppose I'm really interested in, 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 in hearing from you. I mean, like, what, what, do you, what do you reckon are the priorities then for somewhere like, Seacroft then going forward for young people? I think definitely more green spaces because I'm lucky enough to live right next to a nature trail but not all people have that have that access and I think we need to be prioritizing green spaces is like integrated into the new housing estates and the new offices and things like that. That's great yeah. to hear, yeah. Especially the, the, yeah, go on, sorry, go on. I think I'm the same with Sarah and on that one because it's really important for young people to, if they do have a green space, it's something they can go and enjoy. And if they're enjoying it, they'll understand the importance of it and then we'll want more and then we'll realise how much we want to save our nature and how much we do. Then I think climate change then will have more of an impact. That's so important, isn't it? There's so many studies that show that just spending more time in nature really improves your mental well-being. And I think we've see, really seen that in lockdown, haven't we? And, and even like bringing that close to our homes, because how many of us have seen those kind of no ball game notices, you know, right on our doorstep? Mm. It's like, we need to be able to play, you know, we need to have places for kids to play right on their doorstep. You know, what we, I mean, I live at this, just as a, as an example, I live at this place called Lilac Grove, which is in West Leeds. And we got together, there's 50 people, 50 of us, and we bought an old bit of land and we built 20 houses on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking talking to you from from there now actually our houses are built of straw so i live in a straw house <laughs> and it's really well insulated you know it's really cheap to live here and but the first thing we did is we we pushed all the cars to the edge and we've only got um we've got very few car spaces we've got eight, eight cars for 20 houses which is loads lower than than the, the city average and we um we created this beautiful car free space in the middle and all our kids are just free to play around and they feel safe so they come straight out of their houses and go to their friends' houses um, and just feel safe. And I think that's one of the key, key things for young people growing up in Leeds. You know, do they, can they come out of their front doors and feel safe? Hmm. Well, and one of the things we've done during lockdown here with the, the Next Gen groups and the Red Kite radio show is we went on lots of wild walks through the spaces of East Leeds along the Wykebeck Trail and others. And yeah, I know, Saren, if you remember being out there making radio shows while wandering through the forests and these spaces, and I think it just opened all of our eyes and our ears to just the, the life and the, and the spaces around us, those green spaces you were just talking about. Um, I mean, Saren, do you have any, any memories of those, of those walks from back in the summer and the autumn going out? Yeah, those walks were just amazing because it gave us actual time to just look around the nature we had in our local area and actually start to care about it. And then on the flip side of that, when we saw like rubbish in the river, rivers and like yeah, things yeah. like that, it was just really infuriating. Yeah. And the, the, the Wykebeck is such a great example, isn't it? I mean, it, mm. it's really big and it stretches for miles, that whole green corridor. And you, you can wander around it for miles. 
I mean, that, that, is a, that is one of the great things about Leeds is that it does have these green corridors you can wander around. And once you, once you get into them, you can you can go for miles and you badgers and squirrels and, and all sorts, you know, and hedgehogs. And it's, it's a, you know, in, in between in between the kind of built up areas, Leeds is a, is a bit of a wildlife oasis. Well, we're going to hear a little more from Paul and also a second guest joining us for the last part of the interview and especially talking about the big vision, the long term thinking of CCAP and our own Writing on Air Festival, which is also about vision. But first, we have another song chosen by Paul. This is by Rage Against the Machine, and it's Killing in the Name. Here it is. Welcome back. You're listening to Red Kite on East Leeds FM. We've been talking to Paul. So, now we've got another guest. Stu? Hi. It's really great to be with you all this afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Sue. So, tell us, so you're leading up particularly on the Seacroft hub of the project, is that right? That's right, Tony. Yes, I've been working over the last couple of months trying to find local residents who are interested in getting involved in the project. I'm pleased to say I'm finding quite a number 
and we're meeting next week to start talking about what could be done in the local area. We're going to try and work over the next few months to form an action plan and by the autumn we hope to have a hub up and running in Seacroft. Marvellous. And what kinds of, what are you hearing so far? Anything that's surprising you? Um, I'm hearing lots and lots of really good ideas about what could be done and what people are already interested in. So not really things that are surprising me, but things that are making me see that residents are really keen to get involved and really care about their area. Lots of ideas about the local green spaces, ideas around tree planting, community food growing. One person suggested a wildlife corridor. Um, somebody else has suggested uh, lobbying the takeaway stores in Seacroft around their packaging and seeing whether or not that could come from sustainable sources. So there's quite a variety of ideas. One of the exciting things this week was a, a contact from a local school saying that the young people there are wanting to identify a local green space to tidy up and support local wildlife in. So hopefully we'll be able to get young people and children as well as adults involved. Great. Well, Johan or Ellie or Saren, any thoughts on some of those ideas or any, any ideas you might want to suggest for Sue? And by the way, Sue, on the, the topic of tidying up, last week we had on, on our show the, uh, the new Seacroft Wombles, which have grown from nothing to now 130 members who are cleaning up around Seacroft. It's really been an amazing movement that's come out just in the past few months during lockdown. I know. I heard that within the first four weeks, they collected almost 300 bags of litter in the area. Quite amazing. Yes. No, it's really been noticeable. So, yep. So, Sarah and Ellie, Johan, any, any questions for Sue or thoughts? Or Sue, any, any questions you want to pose out to, to the group? Yeah, I'm really interested in how your young people are um, uh, wanted to engage and what methods they want to engage with. Because often adults mm. uh, turn up to meetings and do lots of talking. And my instinct is that's not how young people want to engage. So I'm really wondering what are the best ways to get young people involved in a way that suits them? I think for me... I just want to do something, do something mm. like cleaning up a green space or making somewhere that somebody can go and really enjoy themselves and really improve their mental health. I think now that I've done something for somebody, like create a new green space for them, I think that's something that I'd really want to take on board and, and help with. Well, that sounds great. I'm hopeful there'll be plenty of opportunities to get involved in that sort of thing. Fantastic. Well, we're going to end and, and Paul's I, still on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Tony, and I'm also interested in, like, yeah, hearing a bit more about, like, what what are good, also, what because us adults, we all have our assumptions, don't we, about how we can reach out and talk to people, and mm. some of them come from, like, what we're just used to, like, but, you know, what what are, what are really good ways of communicating with young people as well these days? Because we're talking about creating a community hub, but is that the best way? And, like, how do young people communicate? And, like, how do you get the message out to, like, people under 20, under 15, that kind of thing, yeah? No, that's great. Well, asking back out, so, Johan, if you're there, how, how do you find out about interesting things going on just in general? Are there certain social media platforms or places? Where do you go to, to learn about stuff, would you say? Uh, usually the, um, my parents tell me, well, most likely yeah. my mom. But, yeah, I, she finds them online as well. Okay. When I found out about Woodcraft, they actually came to my school to do like a little event, and I've just been there for ages. And usually, I think what they should do is to like make it like kid friendly, and make it so kids can get involved. And even if they're talking about something that a kid wouldn't really understand, at least have something the kid can do to maybe like help out, like maybe like plant a seed or something nice one good brilliant great stuff and ellie or Saren, what any ways that you find out about things that are going on that would be useful for paul or sue to know about i think one of the best ways to get in touch with children is through social media because it's so 
big and influences so many things at the moment that it would be really difficult not to go to social media. And also, I think that actually making it possible for people to to actually do things because some sometimes like people go to your, your school and talk to you about something you find really interesting and then you don't hear anything about how you can get involved or how you can join a similar movement. Yeah, I think continuing from that, I normally find out things like this from my friends. So I think to have something that's quite a simple idea that can be spread amongst amongst people. And again, Sarah said, you need to know how to get involved to really get a new target audience, such as young people. Good stuff. No, this is really helpful. And it, this is hopefully the, the first of what will be many conversations. We know that climate emergency is something that we're, we've thought about a lot and is on people's radars here at Chapel FM and Red Kite. Um, we're almost at the end of the show, but I want to leave a little time. If there's any last questions or comments from anybody, Paul, Sue, or Ellie, Saren, or Johan, and then we're going to hear a last piece of music. But first, any, any final thoughts or questions anyone wants to ask? This is freeform time, so jump in. Hmm. I'm really interested in if we're going to put a local hub in the community, Mm. Where is the place that would be best for young people to be able to access it? Ah, so what kind of spaces? That's interesting. So Sarah and Ellie or Johan, if you think of like kinds of spaces around in a community, what are the, is, is it about being in a school? Is it about being in close to like shops or in a green space or any thoughts on, on what kind of space would work best for gatherings about climate discussions? I think... Oh, you go first, Saren. Thanks. I think somewhere quite central would be really good, uh -huh. so everyone has that equal opportunity to go to it, and like they don't have to go that far to reach out about climate and what they want to do about it. Ellie? Yeah, I think really the same thing like somewhere where people live or somewhere where people go to school or shop somewhere where you're going to be where you can see it and you want to know more i think that's the key thing with this kind of thing you just want to you want to get people interested from the first thing that they see and where they see it is, is really important mm. well that gives me a, th a thought too we're going to be doing as the spring goes on and into the summer we're going to be doing some walking expeditions as part of Red Kite Chapel FM and maybe part of that could be actually scoping and scouting around ourselves Red Kite style looking for spaces that you know say where are the good spots in the community maybe maybe places that meet some of those 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 um, those topics that you just mentioned those those ways of attracting more people yeah. so and, and Tony I'll just um, I'll just end on by by saying Listen, I, I do lots of workshops in schools and stuff, so I, I'd love to come mm. to the different schools that you're all at, or I could do it with Chapel FM or whatever, because I do, I'll do all these workshops on, on climate change. How do we really understand climate change and what is what is it? So, because I'm a geography teacher myself, so there's a, there's an open offer from me. I'll come and do a workshop with you all. I'd love to do some teaching and learning. And, and I think the big thing is, is that while this might sound like a big, scary challenge um, about climate change and global warming and greenhouse gases... Like the the takeaway message is we have to tackle all that, but behind all that for our future leads is this big, big exciting vision of a better leads, you know, where there's cleaner air, kids can cycle to school, there's great local shops, you know, services on your doorstep so you don't have to be dragged around by car, so there's swimming pools and sports centres, you know what I mean? So it there's a better leads out there waiting to waiting to come into existence and we just we all need to focus on kind of how do we build that you know local shops better air green spaces cheaper energy bills better insulated homes all that kind of stuff you know because that's what we're really trying to do here with our future leads well it's been really great hearing from you paul and sue and thank you so much ellie saren and johan for making the show with us again today so I think we're going to go out. Paul is going to play. Elliot's going to cue up the closing song. 
So, Paul, you've got one more song that you selected. Great. And this is by the 1975. So before we say goodbye, Paul, if you want to just tell us a little bit about why you chose that song. And then thank you, Sue. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Ellie, Saren, and Johan. Great. Thank, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. So this is um this is by this is Greta Thunberg and she teamed up with a great Manchester band called 1975 and Greta is as many of you might know the um, she was a Swedish schoolgirl at the time and now she's obviously an adult she's 18 and you know she went on school strike and she just said look I'm going to sit here until people pay attention because this is a climate emergency and she sat there and she's raised the issue now right across the planet to millions and millions of people to say look. You know, our house is on fire and we need to take radical action and young people need to lead this because it's the next generation. And we can do this. We know the science. We know the evidence. We know what's we know what's to be done. We just need to have a seat at the table and power and we can change this. So she's been an absolute inspiration to us all. So find out about Greta Thunberg. Follow her stuff. She's really brilliant. This is a song she did with 1975. We are right now in the beginning of a climate and ecological crisis and we need to call it what it is an emergency. We must acknowledge that we do not have the situation under control and that we don't have all the solutions yet, unless those solutions mean that we simply stop doing certain things. We must admit that we are losing this battle. We have to acknowledge that the older generations have failed. Political movements in their present form have failed. But Homo sapiens have not yet failed. Yes, we are failing, but there is still time to turn everything around. We can still fix this. We still have everything in our own hands. But unless we recognize the overall failures of our current systems, we most probably don't stand a chance. We are facing a disaster of unspoken sufferings for enormous amounts of people. And now is not the time for speaking politely or focusing on what we can or cannot say. Now is the time to speak clearly. Solving the climate crisis is the greatest and most complex challenge that Homo sapiens have ever faced. The main solution, however, is so simple that even a small child can understand it. We have to stop our emissions of greenhouse gases. And either we do that or we don't. You say that nothing in life is black or white, but that is a lie, a very dangerous lie. Either we prevent a 1.5 degree of warming, or we don't. Either we avoid setting off that irreversible chain reaction beyond human control, or we don't. Either we choose to go on as our civilization or we don't. That is as black or white as it gets. Because there are no gray and that was the 1975 with Greta Thunberg. And that brings us to the end of this Red Kite on March 19th. So thanks again, Paul Chatterton, Sue Hoey from Our Future Leads and the Climate Emergency Community Action Program and Ellie, Saren, and Johan for hosting with us. So before we go, Radio listeners out there in East Leeds FM Radio Land, next week we have a feast of radio for you. It is the annual Writing on Air Festival, the digital version, post, well, lockdown digital version, all on the theme of vision, 
about 30 programs happening uh, over the three days next week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Visit the East Le- the Chapel FM website. You can see all the programs. There's workshops, lots of amazing stuff by writers, both local writers and writers from the wider region, all on the Writing on Air Vision Festival coming soon next week. And otherwise, that brings us to the end of the show here on East Leeds FM. We'll go out with the jingle. What's it about? Who's it for? Young people with views and a voice making a difference. Red Kite on East Leeds FM.